When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In this episode, we look at the behavior change wheel. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share research-backed strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and once we've ingrained a behavior, it can be honestly challenging to make any kind of changes to that behavior. This is often because the behavior becomes a habit, and it becomes something that we do without ever really thinking about it. And because we don't have that space to think about it, there's no opportunity to intervene and do something else. And this is a major issue when you look at trying to take control of your life. It's not easy to feel in control and to move in a particular direction if we feel as though we're just mindlessly going through our days. That's why in this episode, I want to talk about something called the behavior change wheel, which is a way to adjust behaviors. Basically, it's a systematic framework for adjusting behaviors and creating what are called interventions in our behavior so that we can start to do more of the things we want to do and more of the things we know we should be doing. And as always, we're going to start the whole thing off by looking at an actual published peer-reviewed paper on the topic, and then from there, looking at how we can use that information in our own lives. So this should be super good, super valuable. You're going to want to make sure you listen all the way through the end. But before we get into the content, I want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor. Stay tuned. Have you been struggling to stick with your goals? That's the exact problem I created my course, The Consistency Code, to solve. Inside the course, you'll learn how to finally make it happen. You'll learn the psychology behind why we all spend so much time setting goals and then not following through on them, as well as how to finally stick with those goals for the long term and start seeing the change you've been trying to create. Put simply, If you want to finally feel in control of your life, then this course is for you. Sign up today and start learning how to create the life you've always wanted. And here's the best part. I just dropped the price dramatically. The course was originally selling at $97, but today you can get lifetime access for just $17 with a 100% money back guarantee. So really, what have you got to lose? Head over to tlbc.co slash course or click the link in the description of this episode to sign up or get more details. tlbc.co slash course or click the link in the description of this episode. Susan Michie, Marta M. Van Stralen, and Robert West published a paper titled The Behavior Change Wheel a new method for characterizing and designing behavior change interventions back in April of 2011. And here's the background, quote, 
Improving the design and implementation of evidence-based practice depends on successful behavior change interventions. This requires an appropriate method for characterizing interventions and linking them to an analysis of the targeted behavior. There exists a plethora of frameworks of behavior change interventions, but it is not clear how well they serve this purpose. This paper evaluates these frameworks and develops and evaluates a new framework aimed at overcoming their limitations, end quote. Now, to perform this review, they went through various databases to find and collect essentially all of the existing behavior frameworks that were out there. And then they evaluated them. And, and here's the criteria, quote, these were evaluated according to three criteria, comprehensiveness, coherence, and a clear link to an overarching model of behavior, end quote. And the idea here was pretty straightforward. They wanted to look at what existed out there, do this evaluation and see how closely it matched with the things that they knew worked for creating behavior interventions. And just as a quick aside here, in case anybody doesn't know, I didn't. I had to look this up when I was doing the research. Uh, when we say interventions, what we mean is any sort of like external action taken in order to produce something. So a behavior change intervention in this case is some kind of external tool or framework or action used to create a change in behavior. That's my understanding of it. It's very possible that it goes deeper than that, or maybe it's, it's even lighter than that. But that is my understanding of the word intervention in this specific case. So they wanted to get all of these studies and frameworks together from these different databases. They went through and evaluated them based on comprehensiveness, coherence, and a clear link to an overarching model of behavior. And here's what they found. Quote, None of the frameworks reviewed covered the full range of intervention functions or policies. At the center of a proposed new framework is a behavior system involving three essential conditions, capability, opportunity, and motivation, what we term the COM-B system. This forms the hub of a behavior change wheel around which are positioned the nine intervention functions aimed at addressing deficits in one or more of these conditions. Around this are placed seven categories of policy that could enable those interventions to occur." End quote. All right, so let's break this down because that was a little bit long and the study itself is super interesting. What they came up with, I think, is the valuable thing here. It's the tool, the, the wheel that we can utilize in our own life. So what I want to do is just sort of go through in plain English what they found, what they did and what that ended up creating, what that wheel looks like. And then I want to look at how we can use it in our own life life. Now, I do have a link if you are interested, and I highly recommend you do this when you can, but I have a link to an actual behavior change wheel that you can see the visual. I think the visual is incredibly powerful and, and makes it clear how it can be used. It's going to be a little bit harder to wrap your head around it over audio. So just keep that in mind. I am going to go through it, but I encourage you to click the link in the description of this episode and look at the, the actual visual. So let's break this down. 
So what they did, they looked at all these frameworks and they didn't feel they found anything that fit the criteria they were looking for, right? That, that could be valuable in these different situations. So what they decided to do from there is identify three things that a new system would need to consider. This needs to consider a person's capability to do the behavior or to stop the behavior, the opportunity to do the behavior or stop it, and the motivation to do it or stop it. So you can take that and you can put them in the center of a circle, right? One just sort of going after the other. Within each of those, you have another layer. So within opportunity, we're talking about the social opportunity and the physical opportunity. Within motivation, you've got the reflective motivation and the automatic motivation. And within capability, you're looking at the physical and the psychological. Now, around those three considerations, you've got nine functions, things like education, persuasion, incentivization, coercion, training, enablement, modeling, and environmental restructuring. These nine functions, these are ways that you can change the capability, opportunity, or motivation. There are different tools that you can use. That's how you can think about them. So something like persuasion, if you're trying to get someone to take a certain behavior, you can use persuasion as a way to do that. Education, obviously, is a little bit self-explanatory. Modeling, so doing it in front of them, showing them what it should be, uh, how it should be done. Environmental restructuring, so changing the environment around them and the things that uh, the people around them are doing, that sort of thing. And then finally, around those nine, you have seven larger societal policies that can affect everything else. So these are guidelines, environment or social planning, communication or marketing, legislation, service provision, regulation, and fiscal measures. So just to give an example of that, right now there is a big push from many governments all over the world, but speaking specifically about the U.S. government, there's a big push to get people to take the vaccine. And so you have all of these marketing dollars being used to communicate the benefits and communicate the lack of risk and so on and so forth. And the job of these larger policies, these larger societal tools, is to get people to take certain behaviors that are beneficial to larger society. And that's what these other seven are, right? The tools that sort of can be used on this larger scale. So now that we understand that, and again, it's easier to wrap your head around if you see the image, but now that we understand that, how can we actually use this to create change in our own behavior or in someone else's? Well, the first thing you need to do is to look at the behavior you want to change or add, and you need to consider those three sort of uh, the, the middle part of that wheel. So your capability to make changes or to do the behavior, your opportunity to make changes, or your motivation to make changes. So are you able to do it? Is it a, a something that's within the realm of possibility for you, either financially or physically or, or, or whatever it might be? Like, are, are you able to? Uh, do you have the chance to? Is it in your day-to-day -day life? If you want to save more money, but you're making such little money, say you're working minimum wage or whatever it might be, uh, and you're just barely getting by, you don't have the opportunity to save more money. So that's not a behavior that you can engage in. And what does your motivation look like around that behavior? So you might feel like running is something you should do, but if you don't have any motivation to run, then that's there's no point. You're not going to do it. So you first need to look at the behavior and consider 
consider what your capability, your opportunity, or your motivation looks like. Second, you need to consider the potential interventions that you can utilize to make the change. So these are those nine that we went through. So education, persuasion, incentivization, coercion, training, enablement, modeling, and environmental restructuring. These are your nine tools. These are the things that you can to some degree control in order to create change in that behavior. If it's a thing where you want to do X, but you really don't know how, you can learn. If you need to persuade someone to do something, like that's a tool you can use. If you need to incentivize your kids to do something, that's a tool you can use. If you need more training, if if you need to be enabled to do that thing, if you need someone modeling it for you, or if you're trying to model it for someone else, or if you need to pack up and move and and go somewhere else where it's more likely or more possible, whatever you need to do, those are the tools that you have available to you to make this thing happen. And then thirdly, and this one isn't necessarily about what you do for yourself, but it does, I think, help with changing the way that you approach success with it, because we need to start considering the limitations of how much we can actually change for ourselves. I know, especially in the US, but I think largely around the world, there is this weird fetishization around rugged individualism, like that idea. Like, you know, I did it myself. I'm, I'm a self-made blank. I've, I've, I've brought, I picked myself up from the ground and, and got to this, like this pinnacle, like all of this stuff, right? But the truth is there are things that are outside of your control that affect how far you can go. This is a fact of life. It's significantly harder to accomplish certain things based on where you're starting than it might be for other people. And that is a fact of life. That's something we need to start reckoning with. Now, that doesn't mean we need to accept it, but we need to recognize that it's not necessarily just within our power to control. This is what those larger sort of like societal policies have to do with. If you want to eat healthier, but you live in a food desert, that's a societal issue. That's something that you can take some action around, but that's, there's only so far you're going to get by just acting on your own. Larger change needs to happen on a societal, on a government level. And so that doesn't necessarily discourage you from doing what you can. That doesn't necessarily, or shouldn't necessarily hold you back from taking control where you can, but it should be something you're aware of and something that you accept because accepting it, recognizing it, being aware of it is what allows you to make the right decisions for you when you step into a voting booth. It's what allows you to make the right decisions for you when you protest or not. Recognizing that there are factors outside of your control and it's not just about how good you are or how hard you work is important if we want to improve society as a whole. So that's the third step. Consider what the limits are based on the society you live in. And that doesn't mean you don't go for it. It just means that you need to not beat yourself up if you run into a roadblock. So I hope this was helpful. Again, I really encourage you to take a look at the behavior change wheel. It's so much 
better and, and makes much more sense when you can look at it instead of just hearing me talk about it. Uh, so click the link in the description of this episode to see that. Uh, and I want to, again, thank today's sponsor, The Consistency Code. Uh, you can learn more by going to tlbc.co slash course. Lifetime access is just $17 and you're going to learn how to finally stick with the goals that you've set and the actions you know you should be taking. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Greg Clunas and remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day.